did, but it didn't make a lot of noise. Okay. Do you need it? No, it's fine. Okay. We'll figure it out when your thing is here. <laughs> you did. Your, your snap was very... Thank you. was very nice. Very All nice. right. So, welcome to the To Our Gathered Catholic Podcast with Father Rob Kroll and me, Jim Fellows. Father Rob, how you doing? Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you too, Jim. Yeah, things are good. I'm here in Milwaukee looking out the window, seeing some beautiful snow, and the trees are all covered with it. So, um, yes, I'm I'm happy and doing well. You How about yourself? Good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're all over that uh, COVID thing? All over thing? my COVID thing. My symptoms are gone, so now I'm immune for a while, which is kind of a, a nice uh, oh, that's cool. benefit, side benefit. What's uh, and, and anybody else uh, in seminary that's uh, still down with the... No, we're all... We've had quite a few that have been infected, but everybody now is out of quarantine, so that's good news. And my mom got her first... Of two vaccinations the other day. Really? So, well, that's exciting. So, yeah, so I'm happy about that. And in about, about a month, she'll get shot number two. And so that makes me feel more reassured about her health. Well, that's great. Are you going to get uh, vaccinated? I don't know. You know, when it sure. comes up, I guess. I never do yeah. the flu vaccination. It'll be a while for you. And it's like I got the flu shot once, and then I immediately caught the flu. So I've been like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. Uh, you're flu. a little skittish. I understand. I'm a little skittish about that. But, uh, you know, uh, we've got a mutual friend who's a, a general practitioner, and um, he's like, mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about it, Jim. You should take it. And I'm like, All right. I yeah. trust you, Mark. You're a good guy. Yeah. So, are you going to take it? Well, you know, you're you're immune, but would you still? Well, take but it? that they say that's like maybe three months, or or at least it begins to diminish after three months. So maybe you know this summer, uh, if it becomes available for my age group and all that, I probably will. I mean, I have no reason not to. the The trials were highly effective, and um, why not? Sure. So. Does it, you know, all the, there's a lot of uh, negative stuff about it, but most of it's I know. like wrong. <laughs> they're just, the people yeah, are just more, writing whatever they want. Yeah, just, I know. There's nothing to back it up, and it's crazy. No, it is. We got, uh, we got on topic today the rosary. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we thought it would be a nice, uh, nice topic since it's a very Catholic devotion, and probably uh, some of our listeners pray it regularly, but others. May not. So, um, yeah, we thought it would be a, a topic worth treating. And uh, yesterday, actually, we're recording this on January 2nd, and yesterday, New Year's Day, is uh, in the Catholic Church a solemnity, uh, Mary, the Mother of God. And so we have a number of Marian um, feasts throughout the liturgical year. And so the Rosary, of course, has a special um, association with our Blessed Mother. Uh, with, so, yeah, anyway, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yay. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, let's uh, cover some of the history. How did the rosary start? There's like some fact and some possible fact. Right. Um, you yeah. know, like uh, some uh, that could be uh, um, Catholic urban myth or right. not. Who knows? Right. Exactly. Yep. Well, and when you have a long history like we Catholics do, you know, some things are kind of shrouded way back in those early centuries. But... Um, you know, even even before looking at our Catholic Rosary, uh, it might be interesting just to for our listeners to kind of um, realize that other religions, while they don't pray the Rosary as we do, they do use beads for some of their prayer. Um, and I think the most ancient of these religions would be Hinduism, 
Um, and then from Hinduism, it kind of got passed on to Buddhists in Tibet and China. And uh, they use a a, st- a string of beads that usually consists of 108 uh, beads, and I'm not sure exactly what the symbolism of that is. I know that Muslims, uh, and, and I've seen this myself in Muslim countries in the Middle East and then also um, on TV or in films, that you'll sometimes see Muslims praying with um, 99 beads, and the 99 is significant because it is the 99 names of Allah. Hmm. So anyway, it's kind of an interesting point that uh, we're not the only um, uh, believers who pray using beads. Um, our own Catholic rosary, you know, it's often attributed to um, Mary revealing this devotion to St. Dominic back in the 13th century, um, although scholars kind of say that that is uh, not easy to substantiate, you know, just based on the evidence. Um, that it probably evolved over the centuries, and um, so yeah, the, the Saint Dominic thing, um, which could be true, could might not be true, but uh, I don't know. It, it's uh, yeah, it's a little just bit like, unclear. It's a little unclear, but um, the what what is clear and what was uh, historically accurate was um, that the the monks in the monastery would use. 150, they would pray 150 beads um, to represent each of the psalms. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And they would commit those psalms often to memory, actually. I mean, they, monks were required to pray them, you know, uh, throughout their whole life. So, so over time, they would memorize them. So, yeah, they, the monks and nuns as well, cloistered nuns, would do the same. That's a lot of psalms to memorize, by the way. It is. It is, right. I know. And then it got translated to the lay population, but they didn't know how to read, so they just did, you know, a couple of prayers that they had. They would do the Hail Marys instead of the yep. Psalms. And and our fathers as well, right? Exactly. Right. So, yeah. So that's kind of how I think you know scholars tell us that's probably how it began, and um, yeah. And then by the like middle of the 13th century, about somewhere around 1250, uh, it got the name. Uh, rose, rosary. It comes from rosarium, a rose garden, right? And um, and we can think about the fact that we have these different mysteries of the rosary, and, and each one might have a color of a rose associated with it. So the joyful mysteries, uh, we might think of the color white uh, because of the sorrowful mysteries involving the Lord's passion. That would naturally be red, and then. The glorious uh, mysteries would be yellow or, or kind of a golden rose. Um, and we call our Blessed Mother, um, one of her titles is Mystical Rose. Um, yeah. And then what about, what about like more recently, Jim, in kind of the 20th century? What do we, what do we know about its development and its importance? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know if you're oh. just lobbing me Sorry. a softball. Are we talking about uh, uh, John Paul II? Well, and I was thinking more like about Fatima. Uh, oh, well, sure. I'm, I'm kind of, actually, I'm, all right. You might have to <laughs> That was too. really vague. I'm, I'm, so uh, well, what I'm, about I'm the rest off. of the centuries, Jim? <laughs> 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 no, I'm, I'm, I thought you were following along. I've covered 14th and 15th, Jim. Why don't you take the rest? 
No, but you bring up that's I was gonna bring up that point. Like at every apparition of the Blessed Mother at, at Fatima and at mm-hmm. Lourdes and is is Akita recognized? I don't remember if Akita's recognized or not. Not sure. But at every single one that's either been approved of or is under consideration, um, including, you know, Medjugorje, mm-hmm. um, the rosary is emphatically mentioned. It's yeah. uh, it's a, it's a constant, like that's part of uh, the Blessed Mother's message at every single one. Right. So I'm I'm inclined to believe that, and I think this is true for, um, for for most of our capital T tradition. I think that having its uh, its its beginnings could very well be in something mystical, like uh, yeah. Mary appearing to Saint Dominic, and right. then the Holy Spirit taking a hold of that. And 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 over the course of you know a century or so, refining it, and then you know taking it into the twentieth century, where um, Saint, how do you say that? Saint Pope John Paul II. I don't Pope Saint Paul. Uh, it's uh, what's the actual Saint title? Pope John Paul II. Saint Pope John Paul II. Or is it no? Maybe it's Pope Saint John Paul II. I always get I get that confused too. Saint, uh, so John Paul II, both Pope and Saint, right? Um, included instead instead of just the uh, the the joyful and the sorrowful and the glorious, he also included the luminous mysteries. The luminous, right? Right. Which I can never remember the luminous mysteries. Oh. I always gotta go back to my app. Okay, well, they're they're I can rattle them off real quickly. So no, the no. okay, so the luminous are uh, we begin with the baptism of the Lord in the Jordan. And then we move to the wedding feast at Cana. And then we have the proclamation of the kingdom, which is kind of, uh, you know, a little vague. It's not a particular event. But, but throughout, of course, the Gospels, Jesus is always uh, talking about the kingdom and using parables for that. And then the last two are the um, transfiguration and the institution of the Eucharist. Right. So, yeah. So he added those. Those are more recent, right? Right. Well, added or recognized. Like, you know, it's, it's, I'm wondering if that's just, he, his devotion to the Blessed Mother was, you know, such a, a foundation for his, his ministry. That right. I'm just wondering if that was just, you know, anyway, pooler pond right there. Okay. Um, so what, uh, oh, wait, before we leave the history thing too, you oh, know, okay. it, it's interesting that at some of these apparitions, Mary will ask that the rosary be prayed for a very particular intention. So for example, at Fatima, in 1917, um, she asked everyone to pray the rosary daily for peace, and especially for the conversion of Russia. So, you know, it gets very particular sometimes. And, um, and I know that when I pray the rosary myself, and we're gonna, I know we'll talk more about our, kind of our own personal devotion to it, but um, I will usually offer either the entire rosary, the five decades that I'm praying, for a particular intention, or if there are a number of things that are on my heart, I might um, offer a decade for five different uh, people or situations. But, you know, that's one of the things that I think we Catholics um, often do is we, we use the rosary as not only a way to contemplate the mysteries of Jesus and Mary, but as a way of like lifting up in prayer uh, particular intentions. And um, yeah, so one of the things that might be interesting for our listeners to know is that we actually, as Catholics, have a, a liturgical feast uh, dedicated to the Most Holy Rosary. It falls mm-hmm. on October 7th, and um, it commemorates actually a military battle 
of victory at a place called Lepanto way back in 1571. And the reason why this battle was so significant is uh, it, it, it took place in Western Greece. And it, it's seen as kind of preventing the Islamic invasion of Europe uh, at that time. So, so again, there, there's often like historical events that the rosary is tied to um, and particular reasons why we want to pray it. Um, Who was the key figure in that battle? Was uh, Don Juan of Austria? Is that correct? Uh, I'd have to look back, to be honest. I'm not okay. sure. I'd have, I'd have to do... Go back and do a little research. If somebody can email us and correct me. <laughs> Don Juan. I don't, that's, I don't know. No, maybe. No, there's there's a Don Juan of, uh, I think I'm saying that right, of Austria. Not Don Juan, like the romantic <laughs> well, I guy. I know. Like that's a, why. I'm no, but like laughing. Don, like an act, you know, that's like, that's a sign of, of respect within uh, the Latino culture. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll edit that out. We might. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we should really spend a lot of time on... If we Well, if we don't know the answer, then I think... No, it is Don Juan of Austria. I'm not... You can read about oh. him. He's, okay, uh, all right, that was, excellent. That was the whole thing. Um, and he, he was he was the key guy in that battle. So okay, I wasn't, cool. I was correct. You were correct. Hey, I shouldn't have doubted <laughs> me of little faith. <laughs> We'll just edit. I'll have a lot of editing to do I right now. Say. So now at 19 minutes, back on topic. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the thing that I think we've covered, I think you've done an excellent job of covering the history, Father. Well, I you think contributed one, too. Well, thank you. One of the things that is frustrating to me, and, and maybe it's just of our age, or maybe it's just a geographic thing, but... Um, like nobody taught me the rosary. Hmm. Like it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, and you know, I went and I got my degree in theology, which you're not going to cover rosary in theology. And I understand that part, but, um, you know, going to religion class and CCD and getting confirmed. And like, I had to teach myself the rosary in my twenties. Yeah. 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 Like all of a sudden I just felt this calling to, to start, you know. What's this rosary thing? About? What were your and grade think, school years? I'm sorry. What were your grade school years like? When were you in grade school? You were in a Catholic grade school. No. Oh, you weren't. Okay. Because like no. I went to, I started grade school in '71. I was in grade school until '79. And as I think about it, like, well, you and I are the same age, so we would have been in school at the same time. Oh, okay. I knew we were close in age. I didn't know we were exactly the same oh. age. Anyway, but I, uh, I think what happened was after the council. To be honest, like in the '70s and '80s, I mean, I wasn't taught the rosary in grade school by the sisters. I wasn't taught the rosary at Market High by the Jesuits, and I think that. Unfortunately, this devotion kind of fell out of favor after the council, and maybe it was seen as something that just like pious old ladies do or something like that, you know? And it may still have some of that association. And so I'm I'm grateful that in more recent times, I think uh, more and more Catholic lady have, you know, returned to this devotion and not just hang a rosary around their, uh, their uh, rearview mirror, but actually pray right. it. But uh, I think I think there was a, a time right after you know after the council that it did um, just fall into disuse and and so it's it's not surprising to me that you and I even though I went to a Catholic 
you know, went through Catholic schools. I was not taught this devotion either. I had to learn it really from Brother Jesuits. Uh, I don't remember exactly when. It wasn't right in the novitiate. I, I think I learned it, uh, you know, somewhere when I was in my the- theology studies. But um, anyway. I think, well, I, and I think that the, the people's criticism of the rosary is like, well, why, do, why should I just keep on repeating the same prayer over and over again? Like, what's yeah. the point of that? Why yeah, can't I just say one that? prayer and get done? And my response to them since doing the rosary is, well, you know, why do more than one push-up? Like, you know, what's the point? Why, mm-hmm. you know, why, why do you, why mm-hmm. do you keep on doing calisthenics? Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 to strengthen your muscles and 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 to. I think the same thing applies to. Our, you know, our spiritual muscles. Yeah. Um, to pray the rosary, and, and 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 people will say, "Well, I don't feel anything after I pray the rosary," and it's like, well, you know, there. I, I don't know. I'm no, sure. Well, you I guys think it gets, well, it gets a little dangerous if we start um, judging like the eff- efficaciousness of any prayer according right. to what we're feeling, right? And you know, I think what what people people maybe raise a good point, and that is that it's possible to kind of pray the rosary in a very distracted or rote kind of way. And, you know, we, we do want to, as much as we can, uh, pray it contemplatively and kind of have our mind and heart uh, present. But we also don't have to, like, think about the words of every single Hail Mary that we're saying. For me personally, I find the Hail Marys, because in the course of the five decades, I mean, you're saying... Uh, 50 Hail Marys. And so, yes, there's something repetitious about that. But for me, the Hail Marys are kind of more in the background. And what I try to do is for at least half of those, half of each decade, so let's say five of the beads, I'm thinking about the mystery itself. So if, uh, to go back to the luminous mysteries that we were talking about, if I start with Jesus's baptism in the Jordan, I might spend five beads, trying to actually imagine him, you know, in the Jordan and see the Holy Spirit coming down and hear the Father's voice say, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased, etc. And then I might switch in the last half of the decade, the last five beads, I'm actually thinking about my own baptism. Uh, As I sit here talking to you in my office here, I have a a photo of my baptism. I'm being held by my godparents and baptized by Father uh, Fran Eschweiler. And um, I have actually more hair as an infant than I do now at age 55, but that's a, a very small detail. But, um, you know, I think about, well, my own baptism, what, what, you know, what, what happened in that, you know, in that you moment? post that picture. I really should. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we can kind of go back and forth between the actual, like, mystery from the life of our Lord or, or our Blessed Mother, and then we can maybe spend part of the mystery thinking about, well, how does this apply to me? How is this relevant to my life? So there's a lots of ways that we can engage the rosary, and it isn't like we just have to um, think about, you know, literal, like all the words of the Hail Marys as we say them. That that could get kind of tedious, you know? Right. Well, and, and I'm looking through, like, some of the quotes um, that uh, uh, I was looking up for, you know, on, on the rosary, and, and um, uh, St. Jose Maria Escriva, Mm-hmm. says, say, and this is, pertains to our conversation, um, say the Holy Rosary, blessed be the monotony of the Hail Marys, which purifies the monotony of your sins. It's like, well, you know what? That's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. And there's another one. I can't seem to find it, but um, if it, it, it basically says, and I'm paraphrasing, that uh, one cannot pray the Rosary every day and still stay in habitual sin. Mm-hmm. One will, One will have to go. Have to go, yeah. No, I, I think there is a real power. I mean, 
there are many saints and popes that have said that this is the kind of the most powerful weapon we possess, right. you know, and, and yeah, I, th- I really believe that. And I think it's a great prayer at a time when we feel very tempted or very fearful. You know, we wake up in the middle of the night very anxious just to naturally grab the rosary and begin praying. It can be very soothing and comforting and kind of help us get back to sleep. Um, you know, one of the things, Jim, we haven't talked about that maybe we should real briefly is we, we mentioned these luminous mysteries that uh, Pope St. John Paul II added. Um, but uh, for people that aren't familiar with the rosary at all, we might want to just mention the other mysteries, too, real briefly. Sure. So what's kind of neat about the rosary is, you know, even though we might, we might be praying the same structure each day with an Our Father followed by ten Hail Marys and a Glory Be, um, on different days of the week, we're praying different mysteries. So traditionally, um, on uh, Sundays and on Wednesdays, we pray the glorious mysteries, which are focused on Jesus' resurrection, his ascension, Pentecost, and then our Blessed Mother's assumption and coronation as, as Queen of Heaven. And then on Mondays and Thursdays, or Mondays, sorry, Mondays and uh, Saturdays, we do the joyful mysteries. Um, this is the Annunciation, uh, the Visitation, Mary visiting her cousin Elizabeth, uh, our Lord's birth, the Nativity, and then the presentation of the baby Jesus in the temple with Simeon and Anna, and then the fifth mystery is finding the boy Jesus, the 12-year-old child Jesus in the temple. And then there's a set of what we call the sorrowful mysteries that we typically pray on Tuesdays and Fridays, and those are focused, as the name would suggest, on, on our Lord's passion. So his agony in the garden, his scourging, the crowning of thorns, his carrying of the cross to Calvary, and then actually his crucifixion and death. So when you think about the course of a week, you know, we really, if we, if we pray these mysteries uh, week after week after week, we really do enter into them, I think, more deeply and in a contemplative way. You know, our life can really be shaped by these mysteries, and most of them focus on, on Jesus, on our Lord, but there are also uh, many of them that will um, focus on, on our Blessed Mother, too. Well, I, and that's the traditional way of, of doing the rosary. Um, and, and I, but I also know of people that will um, pray... Um, I th- and I think you mentioned this earlier. Then and they'll focus on the intention or the person that they're praying for um, mm-hmm. for a particular decade mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, yeah, either either along with those mysteries, like it, it, right before beginning the next mystery, they'll say, you know, uh, I want to offer this decade for so and so. Or you could actually just devote that whole decade, like as you're praying those ten Hail Marys. Right. you're actually thinking of the person or the situation. Right. I mean, one of the neat things to think about the rosary is while there are all those traditional mysteries and that's how most people pray them, um, yeah, there's lots of different, like, themes, you know, or, or uh, things that we can use as we're praying the, the beads, you know, as we're, as we're doing our beads, you know. Right. Um, you know, I've seen things, you know, over the years, I've seen how some people will, for example, take five myst- other mysteries than those traditional ones, like maybe the mysteries of Jesus's hidden life or mysteries involving, um, like, the kingdom of God, like like choosing five different 
scriptures where uh, Jesus talks about the kingdom, or maybe choosing five healing miracles of Jesus. If, like if I'm if I feel like I'm really in need of healing right now, or there's somebody that I know has cancer and I want to pray for them, or has some you know mental illness and I want to pray for them, well then I can maybe choose five uh, different healing uh, episodes from the life of Jesus and use those. So it's a, you know, it's a format that can be used in a very creative way. Right. And I don't think there's, you know, uh, there's a wrong way. I don't think there's necessarily no. a wrong way to do the rosary. Right. You know, and, and uh, my dad used to just have an intention on every single bead and he'd focus on that oh, intention. It's okay. Like, well, you know, there's that. Sure. sure. Um, I Whatever don't, leads I don't... us to pray, right? Right. I mean, exactly. Um, and then you know, people who are saying that the uh, the rosary is our, our greatest weapon um, in spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, I I think there's a lot of truth to that, and I guess the reason is not only because some very holy and great saints have said it, but because I know people who have told me, you know, whether on retreats that I've given or just in spiritual direction. I mean, I I've met a lot of people that. Um, claim, you know, that they feel like this particular prayer is such a gift to them because it gets them through maybe strong, you know, periods of temptation or when they just feel like the evil one, you know, our spiritual enemy is very active. They just feel like this prayer in particular uh, is real effective. And, And I have to say in my own life, I've, you know, I would say that's been verified as well, that I find, um, at times, the rosary is kind of the, the my go-to prayer, you know. And part of it might be when I'm really tempted, you know. And you know, in, ten, in periods of temptation, we get we feel kind of overwhelmed, and we may not feel that we can like think that clearly. And so, the the rosary is just something like we don't have to work at it so hard, you know. We just begin the prayers that are so familiar to us and and that are really beloved to us. And then, I don't know, there's a rhythm to it as well. There's something about the rhythm of the prayer that I think can bring a lot of consolation. So, yeah, I mean, it's not the only weapon we have, but I think um, as far as traditional devotions go, it's it's certainly powerful. I, I definitely agree with you. Yes, <laughs> it is powerful. Um, I think that... Um, there have been times in my life when, and real low points in my life, uh-huh. when I have prayed the rosary and prayed it I'm more intently than, or intensely, than I have at other points in my life. And, um, and have walked away from that rosary not feeling any yeah. immediate graces from that rosary. Yep. But... Um, and, and, and a lot of times people would look at that and be like, well, you know, what's the point then? What's the point of doing that? But I can look at, um, various points in my life when I prayed a rosary and knew immediately that it had an impact Mm -hmm. on, on what was going on in my life. So Mm -hmm. I know objectively speaking, the rosary works. Yeah. And, and I can't just dismiss the times when it doesn't feel like it's working because I know objectively that it does work. Right. So that's very good. That's very good. And you raise, I mean, you raise a really important point just about prayer in general, not just the rosary. And that is that, you know, anytime we pray, we have to really have a bedrock conviction that, you know, God is aware of this. Our blessed mother is aware of this and they are 
pleased. You know, they're delighting in the fact that we're making this effort to pray to them. And so whether we, like you said, whether we feel anything or not or sense anything or not, I mean, that's kind of secondary. Sometimes we will. Other times we won't. But if we're gonna if we're gonna like engage in prayer only because we think it sh- we should get a, some kind of a spiritual high or cookie out of it, then we're probably right. not gonna last, you know. And um, so for me, I just yeah, I really believe. And again, I would say take the long view. I mean, maybe not today when I prayed these mysteries did I feel like much happened, and maybe not even this week. But over the course of a lifetime, when I'm when I'm routinely, regularly uh, meditating on these fundamental events in the life of Jesus Christ and our Blessed Mother, I mean, that, that has to have some kind of shaping effect interiorly, just because, I mean, I'm spending, when you add up all that time that I'm spending trying to meditate or contemplate on these mysteries, I mean, it, it, yeah, it just, it can't leave us unaffected, you know? Um, I mean, I would say, you know, I think about maybe like with you and Jen or any married couple, like, sure, there are times that you like feel the love for each other very intensely. And maybe um, on cer- certain days when you're celebrating a special event in your lives and all that. But but day to day, I mean, you're, you know, you don't necessarily feel every time you're with each other, some, you know, incredible, uh, warm, fuzzy feeling. But you know that over the course of your married life, over decades, being together shapes you and, and it makes you different people. And so that's how I tend to, I don't get so bent out of shape anymore about like what I'm supposed to feel or think in prayer. I just, I just give the Lord my time and I trust that he's making good use of it. And and this I would say the rosary is very associated with virtue like and 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 combating sin you know we talked about it as a powerful weapon and I would say that it is very efficacious in that sense that prayed daily or at least regularly over many years it does have that effect of um kind of detaching us from especially serious sin and helping us to grow uh in virtue I just I just think that's been there's like too many people that have testified to that well, and I go back to the workout thing, I, mm-hmm. and and it's, you know, you you go and you do the same mundane exercises at the gym, and you force yourself to do them to a certain point, whether you do it to muscle failure or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, and and you don't see the benefits, you know, immediately. No. And sometimes you just see the pain, and right. but over the course of you know years mm-hmm. then then you see the benefits from that it's a daily thing and also i mean the, the spiritual warfare thing i think that most people see that as a metaphor and they don't take it seriously mm, yeah. and and i think that is um a huge mistake i think that uh th- i mean i think that we are in spiritual warfare if you believe that we're in spiritual warfare and and we're we're uh we're warring against um, uh, e- evil in this world and mm-hmm. Satan and, and, and his dominion, um, then uh, they're not taking a break. Right. They're never taking a break on you. It's, it's, they are focused. They have all the energy in the world mm-hmm. to focus on you 24-7. <laughs> and, and to think that you're not in Satan's radar, you're wrong. Right. You're 100% wrong. Uh, Satan knows who you are. He, there's particular things about you that he hates even more than other things, but mm-hmm. he definitely does hate you. And it has, uh, if the warfare is going on, um, it's it's 24-7 against you, and the rosary is 
a, a great way to combat that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was reading, um, uh, I like to um, read stuff um, from uh, Father Amorth, who is the, uh, the exorcist yeah. of Rome. Mm-hmm. And he of happy memory that, now he died uh, not too long ago I think right and yeah. and and uh, he's it's like he claims to have performed just thousands and thousands of of exorcisms um, and and he says that there was an increase in this over the you know in the course of his ministry um, mm-hmm. but he's he says that uh, and when he was um, during one exorcism, he was having a conversation with Satan, um, and Satan told him through the possessed person, "Every Hail Mary of the Rosary is a blow to the head, uh, the head for me. If Christians knew the power of the Rosary, it would be the end of me." Wow. Okay. And I buy what Father Amorth says. Yeah. I don't think he's a crackpot. You can you can talk about all the stuff with exorcisms and the conjuring movies and all that stuff and be yeah. like, well, wow, this is, this is Hollywood and stuff like that. But I a hundred percent buy into what father and talks about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's a very reliable source and, uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and I, I think it's really important for us to emphasize this reality that, uh, you know, the devil is not just a, a myth or a symbol, but, uh, yeah, there is, evil and and there is a, there is satan there is a devil there are de- there are demons and just as there is the holy spirit and angels and so we are very much in the midst of this battle and i think you know unfortunately a lot of catholics have lost sight of that and part of that is the fault of people like me who don't maybe preach enough on the reality of of the devil and of um hell and all of that that these are these are not just metaphorical realities but uh we are we are engaged in a really important battle i think you know, as you look around the world today, I mean, we we can kind of get a little discouraged, and we think that maybe darkness is overcoming, you know, the light, even if it's Jesus Christ, the light of the world. But, um, yeah, we, we have to play our role in uh, helping Jesus. I mean, he's won the battle through his death and resurrection, but there's a, a mop-up operation of sorts that is uh, going to be played out through, until he returns, and we're part of that, we're part of that uh, holy army, so... Well, very good. Hey, look at that. We've, we've managed once again to blab on about, uh, I think, a really good topic to, to the I, point I where we, we've got... Topic. I think we I think so. Are there we any other thoughts you a, have? I don't know. We may, we may cover this again. Probably, I'll just, you know, there's probably a dozen <laughs> thoughts that I could just right. beat into the ground. Yeah. But uh, um, for the sake of whatever <laughs> listeners are still listening at this <laughs> <Right>. point... <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do you feel? You think we covered it okay? I, I do. I really do. I don't feel like we have left out major elements. You know, we got a little history lesson in there. We talked about our own experience uh, of the rosary, and we ta- we gave some details about the content, the mystery. So I think we did okay. We've done all right. All right. Um, you know, uh, Father Rob and I were talking earlier about. Uh, you know, just, we've been doing this for a few months, and, and uh, you know, we've enjoyed it, and hopefully mm-hmm. some of you guys have enjoyed it, too. And if you haven't and you're still listening, God bless you. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I guess we would like to see this um, message get spread a little bit further. And evangelism isn't, uh, you know, we're going to cover that at some point, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not natural for Catholics. But if you wanted to take part in evangelism, <laughs> 
and um, go on to the, the uh, Apple podcast and rate this or leave a comment, that would be great. We'd love it. We would, we would love it. And then and the, the truth of the matter is um, the more ratings that happen, the more that we start falling into the algorithms for other people who are searching for something like this. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, that's the pitch this week, if you guys are still listening. So <laughs> things that we like. Yeah, well, what do we like today? What do we like today? Um, there is a, a priest uh, known as Father Mike Schmitz, um, who uh, has a little YouTube thing going on. Um, but he has started uh, a podcast to cover the Bible in a year. And each episode's about, uh, it's less than a half an hour so far. Um, but that's, I like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just going to, it's, it's more of a, it's not a chronological I don't think it's a chronological thing. Okay. Um, but it's, more thematic, maybe? It's more of a thematic approach to reading the whole Bible, and which we as Catholics um, aren't real well known for our, our Bible reading. <laughs> it's yeah. another thing we should talk about. Right. But Father Mike Schmitz, um, it's the Bible in a year. Um, he is, and you know, speaking of likes, he's got 350 likes on this podcast. It's been up for two days. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. We're going to rival him someday. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty impressive. <laughs> anyway, um, but we've both quoted Father Mike in the past, and he's a good guy. And this is a great uh, uh, thing for the year. And I'm going to see if I can. It's not my New Year's resolution, but I'm going to give it a shot. All right. <clears throat> All right. How about a prayer, Father? You know, should we uh, should we close it out? Let's do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Heavenly Father, we're grateful that we've had this opportunity to speak about our Blessed Mother, and in particular about the devotion of the Rosary. We ask that we might uh, have a deeper devotion to her, and and that through praying the rosary, we might also grow in our love and knowledge of your son, Jesus. And we ask that during this Christmas season, uh, that we might continue to make room in ourselves for his birth, for his coming, and that we as Catholics might be willing to speak and act in his name and share the gift of our faith with others. So may God bless each one of us and our families and our friends Uh, in this new year. May it be a year of real grace and peace for our world. We ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Father. All right, Jim. Good being with you. Good being with you. uh, Have a great week. Will do. Happy New Year, folks. Uh, We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. God bless. Mm